Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Here's my question. How could DJ Khaled Snapchat the birth of his son when Snapchats are so short? Doctor, how we looking? We're looking great. We're gonna have the baby. It's also like, pay attention to your wife. Y'all got my nerves going. Y'all, y'all stressing me out. Her vagina is literally being ripped to shreds. Baby, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all hear it only. Literally, like, I would get out of the hospital with, like, my baby, my little baby, and I would go straight to the fucking court. God, it's great, man. I'd be like, draw up the papers, you're a fucking idiot, mm-hmm. and I have full custody. I will run barefoot to court yeah. in my hospital gown. With my placenta and my other Intact. Hand. Yeah. Or I'm gonna eat it, because yeah. people like eating it. I would eat it. Make it like a turkey jerky. Let's see what Chef D got for breakfast. Um, hold on, I'm gonna vomit. Oh, but it, it, it's supposed to be good for you. Right, I know. But, but you I can hated also... that you said turkey jerky. You know, like it just made me gag. <laughs> or instead of turkey jerky, you can make it like a little pill. So you, like, it's like you take yeah, vitamins. Yeah, like, pills. That seems easier to me. I don't need to like go camping and chew on my placenta like a turkey jerky. <laughs> I don't need to eat it in my car in traffic. <laughs> but maybe you might. No, I can just do it in the morning like with water. I just don't need to like have it on the go. I don't need my placenta on the go. What if we can make, like, placenta ice cream? Ice cream! I don't need to have it on a hot summer's day. (laughs) I just need to take the pill capsule to give me the benefits of it. You know, like, I don't need it blended. (laughs) I don't need it in a margarita as a garnish. Ooh! promise you we wouldn't be gone for long and what do you know we didn't lie i'm phoebe robinson doy and i'm jessica williams a doy and this is a two dope queens bonus episode guys gals gender non-conforming individuals we've got so many good surprises to tide you over until the launch of season three and this episode is so yum yum yummy yum delicious Mmm. We've got two of our favorite queens, Sashir Zameda, with some feminist as fuck stand up. And then we have a little chitty chat with Miss Danielle Brooks. Yeah, booze, this is 100% black girl magic. Enjoy. All right. Y'all ready for our next performer? She's a really great friend of Two Dope Queens. You know her from SNL. Please give it up for the lovely and wonderful Sashir Zameda! Hi there. Uh, My boyfriend and I just celebrated our two-year anniversary. Thank you. Thanks. I think we're going to give it another two years or so before we call it quits. <laughs> Relationships are hard. <laughs> They're so hard. 
I feel like when I was younger, I saw a lot of movies and TV things where if a woman found like a stray hair in her bed or in her bedroom, she would know that her husband was cheating on her like because it didn't belong to her. And I feel like I wouldn't be able to use that as evidence now because I feel like my whole person and my whole apartment is just covered in white girl hair. And I don't want to make any stereotypes like white girls always be losing their hair, but... (laughs) But why aren't we talking about this more? It's everywhere. It's on my shoes, it's in my coat, it's in my hair. And I have white girlfriends, but we're not like wrestling around with each other for that to be the case. I found a long blonde strand of hair on my boyfriend's coat and I was like, who could this belong to? And I was like, oh, he went outside today. Literally anyone. I've been thinking about body hair lately. Someone's pro body hair. (laughs) Because I've been shaving my armpits and, and everything else and my legs and things since I was a teenager. But it wasn't until recently when I was like, why? Why am I doing this? I'm not going into surgery every month. (laughs) Who is this for? And I did some research to see when women in America started shaving their body hair, because I was just curious. And I found out that it happened in the early 1900s because razor companies weren't making enough money selling razors to men. So they started advertising to women so they can get more money. And, right? (laughs) Regularly shaving wasn't a thing that was like a woman was naturally inclined to do. So they had to put out all these advertisements to convince women that they were disgusting or gross for having hair. And it would be like literal like print advertisements of a of a woman like an old spinster with hair coming out of her pits all by herself at a restaurant <laughs> and then two clean shaven women by the bar like what's wrong with her oh you haven't heard she doesn't know how to shave <laughs> and then they clink glasses and run home and clean their houses before their husbands get home But they keep doing that. They pump out these advertisements like, you'll you'll die alone, you'll be ugly, you'll be stinky, you'll be stupid, you won't be worthwhile if you have hair. And then it worked. It worked. They brainwashed us to make us think that we were disgusting for doing a natural thing. And I get it. Like, advertising is very powerful. I just, someone just told me that Sprite in America is specifically targeted to black people, which I get because all the radio ads have hip-hop in them. There's hip-hop legends in the billboard. And every time I see a lemon and lime, I want to play basketball. So. (laughs) Makes sense. 
But it sucks that that worked. And I did some more research on hair because I was high. And I was like, (laughs) got to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) And I found out that Native Americans would keep all their hair long because it helped them with battle and with hunting because it made you more aware of your surroundings. And if something was coming to attack you, you would feel it and sense it quicker than if you didn't have hair at all. So if that's the case, women of all people should have all of the hair. We're at risk of being attacked just for walking out of our house. For safety purposes, I want to be Chewbacca-level hairy. It's like head to scalp, scalp to toe, hair. (laughs) I want to know if someone's trying to run up on me from 50 feet away, and if their body creates wind and I get a leg tickle, I know it's time to go. (laughs) I'm all for it. I, uh, I'm glad to be in a relationship for many reasons, but one, because I was so bad at the chase. (laughs) I would do this thing where I'd meet a guy in a bar and basically have an emotional one night stand (laughs) where instead of getting drunk and opening up my legs to a stranger, I would get drunk and open up my mouth and my heart and my soul <laughs> and just divulge way too much information to this person I don't know. And they wouldn't leave immediately, so I'd assume that they'd be into it. <laughs> and by the end of the night, I just feel so emotionally drained, and I'm like, oh, that felt good. <laughs> felt so good. And it would be said that he didn't need to know, like, my dad. <laughs> when I was nine. <laughs> My therapist said I should do this, but I never do. Like, way too much. But at the end of it, I would be like, man, we made a strong connection. We are really in it now. I don't know if we're going to be a thing, but I feel like we're going to be a strongly connected for the rest of our lives. And then the guys would never call back to hang out again. But I shouldn't be surprised, because it's like my mom always said, why would a man want to buy a cow when he already knows how emotionally damaged that cow is? (laughs) She knew. (laughs) I'll leave you with this. Um, I was talking to a guy in a bar, and I was just listening intently to what he was saying, And I guess my face fell into a neutral pose because he called me on it. And he goes, oh, you must suffer from resting bitch face. Yeah. Has anyone gotten that? Yeah. It sucks. I, I hate that that term even exists. Like if a woman's not smiling all the time or looking happy all the time, she's a bitch. That's crazy. It's also outlandish because I know what my face looks like when I'm being bitchy. It looks like this. (laughs) 
That's my active bitch face. (laughs) So to say my resting face is bitchy is an outlandish claim. Also, my face is resting because it's tired. (laughs) It's so tired for smiling all the time or being told to smile all the time or... or waiting for my turn to speak in a room full of men. Or apologizing for things that I'm not actually sorry for, but my speech is conditioned in a way to think that I need to be apologetic. It's tired. (laughs) Let my face rest. (laughs) And I wanted to explain all this to the guy I was speaking to but I didn't want to prove his point by being a bitch about it. So I just said, oh, that's so funny that you say that. This whole time we've been talking, I noticed that you had resting rape face. Thank you. Another surprise guest. And uh, we're really happy that she could do the show tonight because she's been working nonstop. She is uh, currently in the color purple. And And orange is the new black. Good, right? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yo. Yo, wasn't it like dope to like run oh out and like God, touch yeah, hands? I stole it from you. It feels so tight. Yes, it does. Thank you guys. So you just had a birthday yeah. recently. Yeah. Yes, yo. And you I turned, do. what, 26? I'm 27 now. Yes. Woo. Class of 07 I got three in the more. house. Hey, turn up. 89. Was, <laughs> were you old? Born 1989. Yeah, same, same. I made it. I made it. <laughs> that was a great year. What was your, like, in high school, our thing was like, 07, going to heaven? Like, we had no ride. <laughs> well, I went to a boarding school, and we graduated oh. 99 of us, so it was like only like five black people that graduated from class. So we didn't have any tags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I went to like a, a predominantly like black and like Latino school, so we were like, woo, woo, like whatever yes. we could. But at Juilliard, we tried to do that. Yeah. Because we had groups, like I was uh-huh. in group 40, and so we was like, Four, oh, four, oh. <laughs> we tried to rap, but it was really whack. Obviously. <laughs> that's, like, amazing that you went to Juilliard. My, like, biggest... Dang. Yeah, that's... My, like, first impression of Juilliard was, like, Save the Last Dance. Yeah. And she was, like, live your dreams. <laughs> what's, what's, tell me, how close no, was your experience not, to Julia Stiles? <laughs> Girl, right, no. It's really just a bunch of ratchet people together that just happen to be talented. Because uh. I'm a little ranging. Mm. 
yeah. That's what you great. went to Juilliard. Went to the yard. We and call the, it the yard. The yard. The yard? Right. That, for the yard. Juilliard, they call it yeah, the yard. it's basically a prison. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, it is. Really? This is Why? Where I is it all like... of my information for Orange is the New Black was through <laughs> Juilliard. <laughs> Character it research. It was really jail. It was hard. They made me cry a lot. What? Uh, <laughs> Wait, because they were How mean to you or just like you had to get in touch with your well, emotions? Some, and like a little bit of both. Yeah. Was it like a mean teacher who's like actually really nice like Snape or something? Yeah. I, <laughs> I had this... <laughs> I had this one teacher. Uh-huh. Her whole thing was like, you can't come up to her. So like, yeah, like, cause same. Like, like I'm from South Carolina. We're really friendly. I'm like, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very sweet. But yeah, man. She was one of those people like, so I'll be like, hi, how are you doing? And she would just like totally ignore me. Oh. And it started to bug me, y'all. So yeah, I kind of yeah. went angry black woman on her. Like, I'm not lying. It what was did you say like, to her? I was her. like, you don't her. fucking tell me what to do. Like, I would have yeah. like, walked out like, of the so room. Like, so what was it like? So she was like, I want you to turn she was stage to, left Yeah, right? she was like being bossy. Uh-huh. I mean, she is a teacher, but it was like <laughs> too much. It was like overboard. And so I like, I was sitting down, I was trying to be cool, all my black friends around me trying to calm me down, you know. <laughs> and I kind of went off. I was like, you don't fucking tell me what to fucking yeah. do. And I walked out, slammed the door, and she tried to follow me, and all my black friends was like, nah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, don't do that. Give her a minute. So she did not do that. Wow. Did she say anything to you when you like yelled at yeah, her? Yeah, well, we had to have like this whole meeting after, yes. but it all worked out. Yeah, yes. you passed. <laughs> I made it through. I got my diploma. You oh, passed. Good. Did you fall in yeah, love with any teachers like in Mr. Holland's Opus? Were you like... <laughs> I wish. Had an illicit affair oh. with someone who's 55 and like... Wearing dockers, that didn't nah, happen. That was not my story. Yeah. <laughs> but I am looking for love. You looking for love? Yes, you, you guys. Yeah. I mean, this, like, it's cuffing literally. season. This is this is unacceptable. You're nominated for a goddamn Tony. Yeah. You're on the best show. You're on an Emmy. The best show. You're on an oh. Emmy award-winning show. Oh. Honestly, we both got to see her in the color purple, and it was uh, really amazing to go backstage afterwards and see like she had my uh, other prison, (laughs) my other prison. Yeah, it's really tiny, you guys. No, but it was like beautiful and purple, and it had decorations, and it had like. Oh, pictures of like Oprah and your mom and everything. Like I love that you made it so personal. Yeah, and his mom. (laughs) And it was Pam, Mama Pam. Yeah, Miss Pam. It was nice because I was like seeing the color purple in between two white people. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, "How was that for you?" (laughs) I was like a little bit like, "Now you know." Now you know. And then I was doing a lot of like, that's my friend. (laughs) Now I'm like, that's my friend. That's how, yeah, I feel. I, That's how I feel. I went to a different time than Jess because she was uh, upstate shooting a movie, so she couldn't make it to the time that I went. And so I went with Michelle Buteau and one of my good friends, Allison, friend of the podcast. And yeah. it was so, we were, the three of us were literally just crying the entire time. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just, 
just and I was like, was, I'm ready to go. Let's get some food. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like at the end, when Cynthia hits this, like there's this there's two white ladies sitting in front of us, and they were literally like Duff Jam, like losing their fucking minds throughout. Sure. They were like, Yo, this is crazy. <laughs> they were like yeah. freaking the fuck out. And then towards the end, Cynthia hits this like crazy ass note. And the white uh. lady in front of me just like. <laughs> literally weakened up Bernie's herself into her seat I, she's like did you see did you see that and we're like yeah we fucking saw it turn around like there was, there was like so many like and I'm sure it was like at your house too there was so many just like mm, mm, yeah ah. man <laughs> Well, sometimes I go and sign autographs. Well, I, most of the time, 99% of the time I go and sign autographs. And it was crazy because, you know, people watch me play Sophia for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. But yet I get to the door and I'm not lying, y'all. These people hollered out, chanted, tasty, tasty, tasty. <laughs> I could not believe it. I was like, you watched me for two and a half <laughs> yeah. hours play, like, another character <laughs> completely. They were it's like, crazy. tasty, so crazy up there. I know. <laughs> Casey, what you doing in here? In the, in the 1940s. What are you doing Casey, in the 1940s? you get a top trap machine to get back here. Casey, how you go out and go to the South? <laughs> and then you get back in jail. Because <laughs> go to jail. I think those are just dumb people who don't yeah. understand how entertainment works. Right. <laughs> That's crazy. Somebody's like, Tasty, how you they let you out to go to Brooklyn Bowl tonight? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My name is Danielle Brooks. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, well, our time is almost up, Danielle. Oh, well, thanks for having me. You yeah, guys were fantastic. So Thank you so much. Y'all are really two dope queens. Give it up for Danielle Hey y'all, you just heard Danielle Brooks and Sashir Zameda recorded live at Brooklyn Bowl. Dudo Queens is produced by Joanna Solotaroff, Jen Poyant, Paula Schumann, and Rachel Neal. Our team includes Joe Plore, Ed Haber, George Wellington, Alexander Overington, Matt Boynton, and Shinoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky. And Jeff, you never got back to me about getting up in my vagine. Anyway, we know you don't want to miss a single episode. (laughs) Subscribe to Two Dope Queens wherever you get your podcasts. And please rate us five stars. Also, if you want more Two Dope Queens in your feed, then you gotta follow us on the gram. It's Totes Cute Booze. All right, listeners, we'll be back with some more boner content in the very near future. Why to the Q? To the why. Joanna, why would you write that on our copy? <laughs> so disrespectful. And remember, guys, it stands for Yas Queen Yas. I've been getting some tweets about, like, what does this mean? So just a little refresher. Yas Queen Yas. YQY. But it's also, like, even though that phrase is, like, boo-boo, it's also, like, how do you not know what YQY means Well, because now? it is also, people get confused because YKY is, like, an airport code for, like, Australia. So some people think I'm saying YKY instead of YQY. No. You know what? No. People hear things how they want to hear them, and it's not for me to judge. I kind of like that, though. Like, that makes me want to choose, like, an obscure sort of airport <laughs> code. Like CDG, like Charles de Gaulle. (laughs) Paris, baby. CDG.